I didn't hear you all. Love Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Beamer Distributors Blog Talk Show. This is your show. It's designed for all Beamer distributors across the country to provide you with the latest information, training, and current events. It's a live, interactive show where we value your participation. Just hit one on your phone and we'll open your line so you can ask questions and share information and testimonials. You'll hear from individuals who are experiencing amazing results in their business and with the use of their Beamer. But remember, this information of Beamer technology is not designed to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or ailment. These testimonials have not been evaluated or reviewed by the FDA. This call is for education only, and no medical or income claims are intended. This call is not put on by Beamer USA. It's just us, a group of independent Beamer distributors all helping one another. So grab a pen and paper, listen carefully, and get ready to learn and share. Stay tuned. The show is about to begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Beamer Blog Talk Radio. I am Rainy Hale, so this is Horse Thursday, of course. Um, today is Thursday, May 25th. I'm super happy to be with you today, calling from a, I think, going to be a beautiful weekend here, just kind of moderate, which is nice here in the Portland area, Pacific Northwest. Um, before I say hello to Cindy, I would like to remind everyone to please grab a pe- uh, pen and paper. We almost always are going to have an, be an event coming up or somewhere to look for some new great um, information um, or something. So you want to be ready to write that down when we do talk about it. And um, please press one on your phone. If you have any questions, comments, testimonials, we'd really, really love to hear from you. If um, as you know, it's a big part of what our show is all about, um, is hearing from all of you. And we definitely want to be talking about the things that you all want to hear about. So either pressing pressing one on your phone and chatting with us or um, uh, using the Facebook page to communicate with us and say this is either this is a question I have or this is a topic I would like you guys to talk about, dive into more deeply, give more information, um, anything like that, we would – that's we would – we please give us that because we do want to talk about the, the things that you guys want to hear. And like I, like I always say, likely if you've got the question, um, somebody else does too, and the conversation can help so many people. So um, that's the way we all learn the best. So please please talk with us. Um, all right. I will finish with all of that and say good morning to Cindy. Good morning, Cindy. <laughs> good morning, Rainy. Good morning, everybody. And uh I, I hope you send some more of your good weather our way. It, it might be nice here. We'll see. You never know. <laughs> we we had some winds the other day that came up out of nowhere. So things were just all of a sudden everything was going sideways, you know. And anyway, it was it was exciting. So um, something that I just uh, that I wanted to mention just up, up front because um, it it comes up oftentimes. I see it on Facebook or even in the academy is. People say, you know, well, um, you, you know, that we talk about that the blog talk recordings are available, and they assume that they're in the back office. Well, because mm. blog talk radio is not, it is as it says in the in the forward every time, it's not a corporate um, endeavor. It's sponsored by individual IBDs under. And we, you know, adhere to corporate guidelines, but it's not put on by corporate. So in order to find the replays, and the replays, there's years of them now, 
um, you have to go online. And you would go to, if you just put in the search bar, if you put in blog talk radio forward slash Beamer IBDs, then the site will come up and um, um, all the recordings are, you know, it'll be the most recent one and then they go back chronologically forever. And Rainey tries to put in, if we have a special guest or if we have a particular topic or something, to put that in the, um, in the title. Because uh, sometimes, you know, when we have um, ones that are better attended, if you will, you want to be able to go back and research that. You know, like some of the ones with uh, Dr. Bonk or when we had Hannah Taylor, the equine osteopath, and um, you know, some other topics like that. So um, that way you can search, but you do have to go back um, by Thursdays. Anyway, you can't find it in the BBO as a distributor library. That's the point I wanted to make. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. That is a good thing to, to talk about. Um, real quick, though, I, I will say that a lot of the time Cindy is really good about, especially if we have a special guest or it's a really, you know, show that um, we had a lot of good questions or something from all of you, um, she will try to post that in the IBD Facebook page, too. And so sometimes there'll be a link there, de depending. So there might be some links there, but um, just I'm going to repeat it just so everyone knows. It's blogtalkradio.com and then slash Beamer IBD, and it's S-I-B-D-S, so IBDs. Um, and so I just want to make sure that everyone heard that because, um, yes, it's not only our show, but all of the blog talks are, are listed there. So Yeah, and that's a good way if you're on a long drive or something, you can go back and listen to some replays. So, um, and it's also you can forward them that way. And um, I know people say, well, can I forward them to, to prospects? And, um, and and I know a lot of people do that. So anyway, it's a, a, another tool resource for you to have. And if you miss us live, you, um, you, um, you can always find us. <laughs> Put it that way. And, and I haven't. Yeah, and I haven't tried it this way, but there are people that have, like, podcast apps, and they do find it on there as well. I haven't actually done this. So yeah. I don't have a good explanation of how you, where you find it or how you do it, but um, I've heard people um, able to do it that way, too. Yeah, yeah, a lot, you're right. A lot of people do that. So um, we have from, um, from the IBD Group Facebook page, um, we do have uh, something to be able to um, reinforce if you didn't see it. And it's kind of, as Rainey said, we started talking about this last week uh, in terms of biosecurity. Um, the more that we have, you know, during show season and things when horses are out and, and about, it's, you know, some things are airborne, some things are contact born, uh, some things can be uh, transmitted by people. Um, and, you know, uh, whether it could be something that, you know, you brought from one place to another on the bottom of your boots. So there's things to definitely be conscious of. And what um, Megan Smith had posted this last, last few days is something that's a good site that uh, I would recommend you take a look at the post. But she's recommending that... Um, there are uh, there's a, a national site called Equine Disease Communication Center, 
and it's the national governing body for equestrian sports in the U.S. And um, if you go, would go to, it looks like equine disease cc, two c's, dot org, um, you can get in and you can sign up for alerts and uh, disease alerts. And uh, she points out, in fact, you know, it goes by state, obviously, but not all states have the same. Um, laws or, or practices for reporting every single disease. Um, I know that she had talked about uh, that there is cases of strangles in um, mid, mid-country Florida, um, and where she is in New Jersey, strangles is not a reportable disease. But it's still, it's a good tool to be able to see if something's going around, because when you look at the site, it'll tell you where, um, how many horses, were diagnosed, how many were exposed, and um, it was, um, you know, so it's it's just something that if you're in a specific area that you want to be able to check out and uh, get automatic alerts, it's something highly recommended to kind of keep your consciousness up. Um, usually a lot of like, you know, the horse.com or the Chronicle of the Horse, those kinds of online mag- um, news and magazines are good about reporting it and also on Facebook, but you don't always see it. So, again, if you're, you're, in, um, if you're planning on being at a public um, barn or um, something where there's numerous horses, it's just a good idea to ask if there's anything that you need to be aware of. Um, and to be able to, um, I know it's, it's you know, it's extra work, if you will, to take along, um, whether you're using sheets or towels or scrims or things that you bring. Um, I like to always have something because the customers don't always have a sheet that works underneath. Um, and then, you know, that means you don't get to use the same one over for every horse. you got to have a fresh one. So, um, and... The kinds of sprays that you can use that are, you know, non-bleach and, and uh, non-toxic are things that you can wipe down the blankets so that you make your best attempt to not contribute to anything. Because some of these diseases are fatal. And, um, you know, some of them are um, just extremely contagious, but some of them result in horses having to be put down. So. Um, we don't want to be part of that cycle. Our our business to help the horse and um, improve their health is something where we don't want to be part of the down cycle, and that would just be tragic. So, um, Rainey, I know you have um, experience with that, and I don't know um, if you yeah. come and see situations where, in fact, you know, something takes off like wildfire. You know, I got a notice that something in Clackamas County, in <sighs> Oregon, as a matter of fact. Uh, it was equine equine herpes. Um, yep, that just came up yesterday. So, what yeah, have you, you seen know, going around? Well, I mean, I've seen it seen it all over the years, um, and and so there's there's a couple sides to this. I just kind of want to pull out and 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 dive into a little bit more. And some we talked about last week, and and the biggest one is these things are all great, like great resources, great to have all of this. 
great to get the and I love the alerts. So I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely sign up for that um, because that you know you just the, the, the sooner you know about things the better Be, because most of the time just like any kind of you know diseases like this or whether you've been talking about a common cold in the office you work in half the time you've exposed most of the people you know before you even have it. Um, and so yep. that's yep. where it can get out of control before it's even known it's even a thing. It's out of control um, and it's exponentially spread. So um, that's where that's I think, I mean, we, we can only do our best as far as asking people and getting on these kind of sites for the alerts and things like that. The other comes to we're we're doing this biosecurity in the event that, that there's something that we don't know about, um, because most mm-hmm. of the time you aren't going to know about it until after the fact. And um, yeah, and so there's a couple sides to that. There's, yeah, right. Yeah, right. So the horse gets you, really sick. You can't tell. <laughs> you know, you don't know. The and then they've been exposed. Horse. Right. And then if you were at a show, you've exposed hundreds of horses, and you didn't know it until two days or three days later. Um, and so that's a lot of times how most of these alerts come up. They can help us in the future now to know that, like, okay, now these horses aren't going to the show this weekend. <laughs> but it doesn't help us yeah. in that past weekend of all the horses that were exposed in the initial. So if, for example, you were at that past horse show, and, of course, nothing nothing was was known then, if you did all the right things and you did all the right biosecurity and you wiped down your stuff and you cleaned everything, then then you should feel pretty good that you did everything in your power to to not contribute to that. And so that's where this comes in is it's it's that hindsight, right? If if there was times when you weren't doing the right thing or you hear from a show and you weren't doing really good biosecurity, then you're like, well, how much did I contribute to this? And that's a horrible place to be in, um, to be feeling like maybe you were, you know, a contributor to spreading this. And so we just have to do the right thing all the time in in the, you know, point, two percent chance that <laughs> there might be something at that horse show or that barn that you visited. And so that's yeah. one part of it. The other part of it is perception. Um, if you are, if I'm got my horse at a horse show and I walk by your booth and I watch you put this on horse after horse after horse, and I've never seen you wipe it down once when you walk by and ask if you can put it on my horse, my answer is going to be no. Yep. Because I and, haven't seen and you. The same thing. Yeah. And then you, and it's, yeah. yeah. And you're looking yeah, at if, um, Beamer as a, this is the kind of company this is of putting this on random horses that nobody's thinking about biosecurity. So you're not only hurting yourself, but you're hurting the brand. Yeah. And and that extends if it's not a show, but you're going to a barn mm-hmm. and maybe it's the first time and there, you know, you're, you're trying to impress the trainer. And if you don't make this, make it be, you know, a topic of discussion up front, um, they're, they've already created an opinion of you. That is, this is mm-hmm. somebody either who doesn't care or who isn't educated. And um, again, if that's a first impression, you don't get a second chance at that. Um, and that, that's how yeah. you know we we get reputations for for uh, that you know go beyond ourselves that way, which can damage the brand and uh, all your other IBDs. So uh, people don't always think about that. I try and I like to say that, you know, we have celebrity ambassadors, but every Beamer distributor is an ambassador because when you're in public, you are visible and even people that you don't know are observing your behavior and creating an impression. So um, 
you know, we tend to forget that sometimes. Whether, you know, and if you're having a bad day or something that, uh, you know, is making you not put your best foot forward as you would like to, just think about the fact, okay, um, I'm I'm in a glass house here. I'm here to see Mary mm-hmm. Jo, but there's 10 other people around. Um, and just uh, heighten your awareness. I think that's that's what we're really recommending. Yeah, I so. mean, if you walk up to somebody who's serving food and they've got, you know, some sort of, who knows, cold something and they're sneezing or coughing or wiping their, you know, and they, they wipe their face or they wipe Ew. their eyes and then they don't wash their hands, <laughs> that is not somewhere you want to eat, Right. So you're looking at that as that is somebody who's spreading something. I'm not going anywhere near that. So obviously that's an extreme <laughs> example of the, 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 but that is a perception that people have if they're, if they're looking at you and they're trying to decide if this is something they want to try with their horse. Um, if they mm-hmm. don't see you clean it off ever, the answer is going to be no, whether they are interested in Beamer or not. So, yeah. Or, and they might not be interested again ever in Beamer. So, yeah. Um, right. You may have you ruined know. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That reputation precedes you kind of thing is, is um, that's one, one, another example of how the horse world can be a very small world, even across <laughs> disciplines. Definitely. So, yeah. Um, do we have um, um, anybody that nope. called in so far reading? Oh, Nobody dear. wants okay. to talk with us. They just want to hear us talk. Um, but I just wanted to just do one more little point, and, and maybe if we tell people that there's nobody on and they have something to say, they, they'll, they'll pop on. Otherwise, we can always make this just a, a quick show today. But um, So, yeah, just remembering, just doing the right thing all the time, whether you know there's something mm-hmm. going on or not, um, as far as bar, bio, well, as far as everything, but specifically biosecurity is what I'm talking about, um, is important on, on multiple levels. And so just remembering that, um, is is just important to to always have that in the back of your mind is biosecurity is an important part when you're dealing with animals. So, um, you know, we deal this with this when we, because we do farm calls for um, our vet clinic. So we do, we're small and large animal, but there's, you know, we're, we're washing boots between calls. We're changing overalls, you know, coveralls between, between calls. And, um, and so that's just an important thing to always think about um, when you're going from, from place to place or animal to animal that aren't, you know, that isn't the same owner, things like that. Um, those are always things you want to think about. So. Yeah. And that's a good point because it's not just medical professionals, you know, um, mm-hmm. this is an animal uh, medical health device. So um, we fall and, and you might not, and you might not consider yourself a practitioner, but in fact, there's some elements that you need to adapt for it. So that was a um, yeah the, a good image to have people be reminded of, Rainy. So thank you. Yeah, um, and I think we just can't talk about it enough. So I'm glad that we periodically bring this up and talk about it because I think the more we talk about it, the more just it becomes a thing just everybody does. It's just part of what you do, you know. Mhm. Mhm. And it's and and it's mm, a lot more. Um, I think it's a it's a lot more of an issue with the horse set than it is with the human set. So, um, you know, it's something that people might just it might never even occur to them. So, hopefully, we've yeah. we've opened 
your eyes and heightened awareness on that one. Um, <laughs> well, I did, um, I can share a little bit just because I had, um, I did a first-time oh, demo yeah. um, a couple days ago. And, yeah, it did three horses and two people. So um, it was a, I was there for a while. But it's always interesting when first time, and none of these horses had ever had uh, kind of a, <clears throat> a PEMF-type therapy on. So, of course, we went really slow and introduced it slowly, and, and each one was a little bit different. But, um, you know, they've definitely had the kind of classic responses of, you know, the deep sighs and uh, relaxed body and then back in the stall and drinking a lot of water. And then uh, the first two that I did uh, after they went back in their stall, they went to sleep right there. So um, they had a good uh, a good little snooze, not while the beamer was going, but, you know, right afterwards. And then the third horse, a big off-the-track thoroughbred, and interesting you know he he enjoyed the blanket um that was fine and so then we we um started with the cuff to do his front legs and this is why i like to always do with just one <laughs> and because we put the cuff on his right front and within the first 20 seconds or stuff he started moving around a little bit and then after about a minute, he started to paw uh, with that front leg that the boot that the cuff was on. And you know, when he kept that up for a few seconds, we said, "Okay, that's it. Going to take that off." And um, and just say for whatever reason he was not going for it. And this was just on on P1. And so then um, <clears throat> we waited just a couple minutes. We were talking, and then we put um, the cuff on the left front to see if how that would be. And he was perfectly fine with the left front and uh, hmm. started to go to sleep with that one. And um, so then the owner said, well, let's, you know, let's try the right again and um, put back on his right front and he was perfectly fine. So it was a matter of, I think it was a matter of introduction, something that was new to him and just he wanted some time to get used to it. I'm really glad we didn't just say, oh, you know, let's slap it both on both legs at once because I think we would have had a much different experience. And and he did have something going on with his um, with his left hind leg that we were thinking, ah, maybe this is the counter, you know, um, Mm-hmm. The right front there was something that triggered um, from the left. On the diagonal, yeah. So, yeah, diagonal basis. Um, but I just, um, it was very pronounced where, you know, it was not just a little paw. And this is a big 17-plus hand horse. So <laughs> it was a, I don't like this, um, and I don't know what it is, and um, so don't make me stand here. And um, so... Again, it's a question of always um, observing the horse in front of you and not making assumptions as though that you know this is not a big deal; they won't mind. Um, and you know, after he got, was acclimated, he was absolutely fine with it, and he also went back in his stall and went to sleep. So after drinking a lot, so um, 
that was just a little different experience than I would normally have. And um, it just emphasizes over and over again that um, you just, you cannot always assume that every horse has the same kind of response. And this, you know, this was on their home turf, so in a comfortable place, um, and, you know, not a lot of distractions or anything to cause, um, you know, to have made them, you know, nervous or not be able to relax. But um, <clears throat> the other thing was is that I had asked the people to say, okay, when you at least try and lunge them or, um, you know, let me know after you ride what it was. And everybody said that their horses felt, their backs felt much looser and one had scraped his back, and um, it, it, so it had been very tight. And said that that was that the horse felt much more balanced afterwards. And so this is just one, you know, one first experience. But I know it was a it was a pleasant enough one for the horses that they'll um, be positively receptive um, the next time that we do it. So um just thought that was something to share. I don't know if others of you out there have seen different things, but um every time is every time is a new time and yeah, it's not always the same. Yeah, I I love that. And I and I particularly love kind of the way that you handled it. Obviously some of the questions I asked before I put cuffs on first are have they ever had boots on of any kind? Because if they haven't had boots mm-hmm. on at this, sometimes you don't know if it's just the, the fact that there's something, you know, restric- restricting their movement of, a, of their foot or their leg, yeah. or if it's actually the femur. But um, so just as a total side note, that's one thing I want to make sure too, because sometimes you don't know what it, they're trying to like. What is this thing on my leg? Get it off, even if even before you've started it. <laughs> so um, yeah. so that's something I will try. Yeah, if they first point. do it, I'll just maybe turn it off. I turn it off and see if they still are objecting. And that may that may mean they're just objecting to the thing on their foot, not necessarily the beamer signal. So that's one thing I like to try, depending on yeah, that's a their good history, point. Obviously. I should have done that. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'll remember that. Thank you. Yeah, some. Of the, I mean, if they regularly had boots on, that's probably not the thing, right? But um, but if, yeah, because they but do, you never know. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah, obviously it fits different. There's weights different. You know, something else has already happened to them different. So that is something I will try first is just turning it off and seeing how they will re- respond to it. Um, but I love the fact that you also didn't give up on it. Like you gave him some time to kind of adjust to all of it and then try it again. And then he was like, well, maybe this isn't so bad after all. Um, so I I love that you, you didn't just – Either thing. You didn't just say, oh, he'll be fine and let it go the whole time. Or you didn't say, oh, he doesn't want that and just take it off and be done with it. So I, I really I really like the way you did that. So I'm going to remember that too. So, um, And the other thing I wanted to say is it's pretty interesting sometimes when you apply this for the first time to pretty much all animals. And I'm going to do something. I'm going to tell a story that is probably a little bit off um non-compliant but it was I was doing a human session and this was happened to be a dog but I've seen the same similar kind of things with horses maybe just not quite as obvious as this. I was doing a human session for somebody they were doing a, a, a trial a demo and their dog was coming up and I see dogs all the time when I do this and they'll just come up and like jump on and like you can't hardly keep your own I can't keep my own dog off it but this one was very interesting in the way that it was it knew something was going on and so it was coming up from like every side like <laughs> the dog was like coming up and like it would put his and then and then it was trying different things like he'd come up and put a paw on it and leave it for a second 
and then move it away. And then he was like, then he'd come up and kind of lean his hip on it and kind of sit there for a second. <laughs> and it was like he was trying and, or, and then there was a different part. He would go to the other side and he was putting his head like on one of the corners. So it was like he was trying different parts of his body on it to like, see like, what does that do? Or what does that feel like? It was, it was a really fun thing to actually watch. And I've seen horses do this when I put it on, um, you know, when I'm working maybe with a horse that has never had a blanket on or, or is it maybe a rescue horse that you don't want to push too fast. And I've put it over the fence and they will do a similar thing while they'll come up. And of course they're going to investigate, you know, with their, with their nose and their eyes, um, you know, and, and put their, put their face all over it and smell it and things like that. But then they will start doing an experiment type thing where they're kind of lay their head over it or they'll lean up against it, you know, in different, different ways. They'll start to kind of test it out a little bit of like, this thing is interesting, but they want to, they want to kind of feel what it does different parts of their body. So it's kind of fun to watch that kind of a thing sometime with animals um, to watch how they investigate it and figure it out. Cindy, you probably yeah, have there's a lot of curiosity. Things. Yeah. Yeah, I think there it's definitely uh, the energy is attractive to them, and it's pronounced yeah, and enough that they trying to figure yeah, out what it wanna, is. I want to know more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is fun. But sometimes so, when you do things like strap it to their feet before they've had a chance to really figure out what it is, they're like, mm, no thanks. Um, so you yeah. just have to sometimes do what Cindy did and give them just a chance to kind of process it a little bit. Yeah, and that's particularly with the hind legs, as I'm always kind of emphasizing, yeah. because fewer, you know, people have had, uh, you know, a lot of horses have different kinds of boots that they've used or wraps, but horses are less likely to have had a pulsed sensation. And, it, you know, it's a, a mild, you know, it's a mild, gentle sensation, but the horses are a lot more sensitive than humans are, and it's something different. And if you just assume and put it on both legs at the same time, then that only that horse only has a couple options, and what and the most common one is on two legs with the other ones in the air somewhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and so I definitely always um, the first time for the uh, anything with the hawks or the lower legs that I would um, just take. Um, Hold, turn it, show it to them, turn it on, start at the hip and slide it down the leg slowly and see and see how they respond and just let them, you know, be respectful of the fact that this is something new. And, um, you know, they're very, they're very aware of their own body space and what's going on there. So <clears throat> let them um, respond to it in their own time, not just because you're in a hurry. Um, so yeah, it comes down to respecting the animal in my mind. So I've got yeah, my and, prompts and, and people just call in. I thought it would too, but nobody wants to talk with us today, Cindy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but you know, that's, that's an important thing to, to, to think about as far as, I mean, you and I know horses pretty well, so we know how to, how to do that, what things to look for. You, you're pretty comfortable putting something on a hip of a horse and sliding it down the leg before you strap it on. Somebody who doesn't know horses, mm-hmm. that's going to be 
A, something they are not yeah. comfortable with, and B, something they should, just shouldn't do. Um, and so in that case, that's when you're going to be talking to the owner or the trainer about doing that, showing them how to do that themselves, because they're the one that's going to be comfortable touching the horse. Because if you were trying to do that and you're not comfortable, the horse is not going to accept it no matter what. So <laughs> because they, they yeah, no, are going to feel that's your true. comfort. So, yeah. so I that find is a lot of trainers doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's Go a ahead, good Penny. point. But I, uh, um, a lot of times if there's a handler or a trainer there, they're using, oh, come on, you know, they, they have a little bit of um, a more expedient attitude, if I can make a generalization, just uh-huh. to say, you know, this horse can yep. take it. And, and I'm going, well, that's not my point. I want it to be a pleasant experience. So, um, yeah. It, but you're right. I mean, definitely this is something that you would want to say, let's just do this slowly. And uh, most owners are receptive to that. And, and the, to say, here, you you do this, the horse knows you, they trust you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good point. Thank you for clarifying and, and, that. And not only not only doing it, but watching those observations. You know, what what is annoyed or, you know, starting to get annoyed for one horse doesn't look the same as starting to get annoyed for another horse. And even if you know horses, you don't know that horse. And so this is where you really need to have those, you know, setting up the owner to be able to communicate with you throughout the session what they're seeing from their horse. Um, you know, and say, you know, and I try to talk to him beforehand. And so, you know, about I'm going to have you really closely watch your horse throughout this because I want you to be able to cue because you know your horse. I want you to be able to tell me what you think is going on. Are they starting to get annoyed? Are they starting to relax? Do you think they like it? You know what I mean? And most horse owners are going to know those things about their own horse. So, yes, you're going to need their help with that. (laughs) Whether you know horses or not. the, yeah, the observation part is so important, and I know sometimes mm-hmm. when people are new, we tend to talk too much, and you kind of get into the thing. Well, I have to tell them all. I have to tell them everything about Beamer, and you kind of gloss over the fact that <clears throat> the most important thing is to be watching the horse, um, and yep. you know, getting feedback from the owner. It, it, the most important thing is not you doing your data dump. Um, yeah, there's time for that yeah, afterwards. So, yeah, try for those five minutes that you're doing that to, yeah, focus on, on what's going on with the horse and not on all the, the 50 other questions you have for the owner or the owner has for you. So. Yeah. Just a better, okay. better setting well, it up for success. Yeah. <laughs> well, with all of that, we um, – we're oh, <laughs> As soon as I started saying I was going to end the show, two people popped on. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see who we have time to get to today. So um, first we've got area code 509. Area code 509, you're live on Black Talk. Well, good morning, uh, Rainy and Cindy. I just want to say, yes, I do enjoy hearing you talk, and you covered a lot <laughs> of great things that were a reminder, and uh, so it's all great. It's not because we don't want to talk to you. It's just because you guys are, you know, <laughs> it, it was just so practical, and I needed to be reminded of this stuff, not being a horse person, and that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> well, thank you, and it's good to hear from you. We've seen you forever. <laughs> yeah, thank it has you. been a while. Hopefully we'll see you guys soon. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Thanks so much for calling in. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. All right. You're welcome. Um, we'll talk to you soon. 
Um, okay, area code five three zero. Area code five three zero. You're live on Blog Talk. Hi. Good morning. It's Kate calling. And just something I wanted. Hi. Something I've been thinking about, and um, you know this crazy, crazy world that we live in, and what we're doing to ourselves, you know, as human beings. But then when you extrapolate it on to what we do to horses, right? And and we don't have the verbal communication that human beings have. We don't have that brain size to tap into to rationalize what we're doing. But think of what we do to horses. I mean, we put them on airplanes now, right? We put them in trailers and we isolate them from herds. It's amazing what we do to them. And and yet they will still service us, give us pleasure, right? And when you think about how they haven't separated themselves from the natural world, in an, in a logical sense, they can't think. They're existing more, let's say, in the energetic plane. We do too, but we rationalize away that. But if any animal needs a beamer, it's a horse because of what we do to them. And if and and if you have compassionate horse owners going into that conversation and then leading to what we're doing to ourselves as well, it's how else can we manage the life that we're living on an energetic level? It's pretty amazing that more people aren't just saying, oh, my God, give me this, I need it, and so do my horses. Yeah, you're you're right that we put we put uh, we ask a lot of animals and we expect them to accept <laughs> all of these changes that are out of their control with grace and uh, you know without any kind of adjustment time they're just supposed to you know um, go along with it and uh, some of it is directly contrary to their instincts you know so um, we do ask a lot and they and they do they are very generous spirits with us. Um, but that's yeah. super important to have the, to, to have a balanced nervous system, to be able to, to allow them to be out of that uh, survival mode, fight or flight, or freeze. Um, but yeah, no, I agree that this is that um, we we um, well, I won't say it's abuse, but it's um, but it's demanding. You know, and then, you know, they're supposed to be good natured about it. You know, one of my things is people who have, who, you know, are busy people working all the time. They don't have a chance to get out to see their horses boarded somewhere. And they might see them at most once a week. And the horse has been confined in a small area, you know, maybe not able to socialize and not, maybe not get any kind of turnout. And then they're supposed to be perfectly behaved when when the owner shows up. And I go, hmm, um, not good odds on that. Think about, you know, if you felt that you were cooped up for six days and then seventh day you were supposed to perform with a big smile, you might go, hmm, I'll show you how I feel. (laughs) So um, just another reason Beamer is such a great tool. But, yeah, no, I agree with you, Kate, in saying – we we ask a lot, and um, it, it's um, something that is a, a really um, well. It's, it is. It's a gift. It is to and be able to just, help the horse. I mean, just thinking of some things like trailering, right? And mm-hmm. 
and then taking them to shows where there are lots of people and other horses that they don't know, other animals they don't know. I mean, it is rather mind-boggling what we're doing to them <laughs> and how well they perform in spite of that, right? And isolating them. I mean, there's a uh, someone in my neighborhood who has two horses, and they just keep them in this little tiny corral. I've never seen them outside of it. At least they have each other, but uh, they, I mean, I, I'm not good at but maybe it's like 20 by 20 with a, a little overhang that they live under when it rains. That's it, right on the highway. And uh, so it's like, why do they even, you know, why even have those horses? That's my thought. I grew up with horses. I, I was a rider. But, you know, that's not that uncommon that you see these lonely horses and never getting ridden. Um, so it's it's pretty amazing. And uh, so, you know, I I would, if I, I don't market the horse, I have some people in my group who have a horse a unit, but entering into that conversation, I think it would be an interesting one with horse owners uh, who claim that they love their horses, you know. So well, yeah. thank you so much for oh, absolutely. Your yeah. Oh, good. Well, no, thanks, thanks Kate. Bringing that up, that's a different perspective to think about. Yep, absolutely. Thank you. All right, and we are running out of time, but we did have somebody else that popped on that wanted to chat with us. So we've got area code 805, area code 805. You're live on Block Talk. Marini and Cindy, you rock. <laughs> this yeah. is Grandma got run over by a pickup. Hi, Jan. Uh, Hi, Jan. <laughs> Hi, hello, Jan Hop. Um, yeah, um, beautiful Central Coast, California, and I'm so sorry, but it's beautiful here. Anyway. Uh, uh, over a month ago, I asked your advice. Don't be laughing at me. <laughs> I asked your advice about my new neighbor across the road who is a horse trainer, yep. and he's world famous. Okay, so I did email them and said uh, they were, let's see, they were doing a clinic, and they still weren't moved from Hollister to Paso, uh, totally, but they still had a clinic, and then they had a retreat just this last weekend. But for the first clinic, I said, uh, I see that your, uh, uh, let's see, visitors, um, where you just observe the the clinic was full. And I said, can uh, w- would you need somebody to uh, be at the check-in desk, and um, can I help, uh, you know, what? how can I help you? I just offered my help. Well, uh, Robin um, emailed me back and said, no, we're, we're, we're set. But she says, I want you, you and your husband to come over as a guest. So I was able to go over there just the second day I was there just for half a day. And, oh, you gals, I'm telling you, you horse people are so beautiful. You're beautiful souls. <laughs> you're beautiful people. And God did good with you all. Um, I, I was just... Uh, flabbergasted so we have become friends and I'm learning so much and he actually wrote a book and uh, signed a book and gave it to me on training and um, I was I've been trying to read it I can't I don't have time uh, much time to read but there was something in there about the horse um, uh, the rim sleep on a horse I didn't know that they would have a rim sleep I mean you think about it they're you know, their bodies just like humans, but they need 30 to 40 minutes of, of beam of um, 
REM sleep every 24 hours is what the book says. And I don't know how they came to that. Uh, I, I'm going to ask that question, you know, how, you know, where was the research done and uh, how many horses, blah, 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 to get the, the statistics on that. But I want to thank you guys. You opened something up to me that is so <laughs> precious and so, so uh, it fills your heart, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. And well, you know, yeah. horses don't sleep for long periods of time. You know, they sleep because, again, as a prey animal, you know, you got to make sure that there's not a lion who's going to creep up on you. And so, there's somebody standing guard, and some horses, right. you know, relax. And and so they get, you know, they do just little cat naps. You know, um, right. Uh, well, horse naps, really, but not for a long period yeah. of time. And, <laughs> and all together, nope. you know, they, they're they only going to get, like, maybe in 24-hour period, a total, it might be three or four hours of total sleep. So right. That's why they, they yeah. have the ability to be able to sleep standing up, too. But they need that lying yeah. down oh, sleep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. But they always have to because of the herd looking out for the one that's uh, sleep, laying down sleeping. So interesting, you guys. You know, I want my husband to stand guard over me while I'm sleeping <laughs> to, get, to get my REM sleep. <laughs> no. But, um, well, you work yeah, on that, really, uh, okay, Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, actually, I'm, I'm, he's I'm very so well trained. That you... Yeah, I'm so happy that they have. Yeah. You've got these new neighbors, and they're, they're you're having such a great experience with the horse, and that you're just yeah. able to learn from from that. I think it's I, you're very lucky to have had that experience. So um, yes. I'm happy for you. I feel so blessed. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very but much, and I know it's towards you. A end. lot of it going to be your attitude too in saying you know I want to help and I yep. want to learn, and people respond to that rather than going in and saying let me tell you something. You know? Yeah. Well, they do have a horse beamer. They do have a horse beamer <laughs> that they've had two years, and I said, are you in touch with the person that, that you got the beamer from? No, we're not in touch with them anymore. So, of course, I took a human beamer over there. So, you know, it, it's all <laughs> yeah. good. It is all so darn good. And so make it a great Thursday, gals, and thank you again for all that you do for us. Everything is so Thanks, important. Thanks, Jan. Always good to hear from you. you know. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you, Jan. You have a wonderful day, too. Hey, Thank Rainy, you, we did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, everyone. Um, I appreciate all of you that called in at the end. Um, uh, I know a couple of you were just calling in because we were begging for somebody to call in. Um, but <laughs> please don't wait till the end. If you have something you want to share or a question you have, um, please hit it hit right away so that we have a chance to, be, um, to get to everyone before we get cut off. So, um, And again, just a reminder, please use that Facebook page um, as a way to communicate with us because we know a lot of you are listening to these recordings and aren't able to listen live. So that Facebook page is a great way for you to say. And it can be anything. It can be a question you have. It can be a topic you want us to delve into deeper. Um, it can be a, um, a, you know, concern you have. It can be anything. Um, so please use that page for us, um, and we will, we will do our best to um, address those issues for you. All right, Cindy, we did it. Thanks, everyone, for calling yeah. in. Thanks for all of your questions and your appreciation. We love all of you. I'm glad you are enjoying this show and getting something from it. 
Um, please listen to what they are doing on the other days. They're doing some great things on the other blog talks. But we will, of course, meet you back here next Thursday to talk about horses. Bye, Cindy. Bye, everyone. Thanks, I hope Brandy. you all have a wonderful week. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Today's show was brought to you by an independent group of Beamer distributors who are committed to helping you find success in your business. We're all part of a bigger mission to bring this amazing technology to a market that so desperately needs it. We'll be back again really soon. Until then, here's to your health.